Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by LaRue Skaggs. LaRue has been married to her husband, Bill, for 55 years. I love that. (laughs) And they have three sons and 11 grandchildren. Today, LaRue is here to share about her journey to the Lord, and I know that this will be an encouraging episode to you. So welcome, LaRue. Thank you for having me. Now, will you begin by um, telling us your story of finding the Lord um, and tell us a little bit about your childhood and your relationship with Jesus? Okay. I grew up, Taylor, in a very dysfunctional home. Uh, I was a very anxiety-filled little girl, Um, very afraid of the dark, Um, would lie awake at nights and could hardly breathe because of the fear that I had. And I think a lot of that stemmed from from my mother and dad's relationship. Mm. They had a very turbulent relationship, and um, my dad had a violent temper, uh, and my mom always wanted to stand her ground, Mm. and that was a bad combination. Uh, My mother was a Christian, but my dad didn't accept the Lord until later on in his life. Um, There was not only verbal abuse, but physical, Mm. and Uh, I can remember many times I would go outside and just say, please, Lord, uh, stop it. Please stop it. And so I grew up with a phrase ringing in my ears that my mother would say, I'm going to leave you when these girls are grown. So that just uh, made me very... um, have an insecure feeling. It puts a lot of blame and fault on you. It does. And even though I wasn't involved in the the abuse, it was abusive to me mm-hmm. as a child and, and my Second-hand two trauma. older sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother did take me to church, which I'm very thankful for that. And I knew um, that Jesus loved me. And that, uh, and that's the reason I called out to him so many times, Taylor, is because I knew that he he was a loving savior, and uh, I asked him to deliver me from that situation. And I even went forward in a revival when I was about twelve. I think it was because a lot of other. Uh, teenagers were going forward, and I shook the pastor's hand, and then I got baptized the next Sunday, and I lived for a very long time thinking that my relationship with the Lord was based on what I'd done. Mm. So um, you have to have the Holy Spirit Mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. uh, to help you. And I didn't have that. And so um, I married my sweetheart at 18. Now, before we get to that, I want to tell you, hearing someone 
that is in your generation say that you are dealing with anxiety as a child and have dealt with it in your life is such a comfort to me as someone who's 25 and has also dealt with anxiety because a lot of times anxiety makes us feel like we're alone. And it's pretty common in my generation to feel anxious or be dealing with mental health things or whatever it may be. Um, But it's really cool to see someone who said, I've been there and you can get through it. And I just think, I hope that that's an encouragement to those listening that may be dealing with that. for sure. Now, tell us, how did you meet Bill? I said, and you said you got married at 18? We got, I got married at 18. He was 19. But I had known Bill ever since we were in elementary school. He moved away for um, several years and came back to our little community when he was in junior high. And... Uh, There was just something special about him. We really didn't start uh, noticing each other until I was a junior and he was a senior, but uh, I always had admiration for him. And like I said, we married young. Um, I think a lot of that, Taylor, uh, was I was just so wanting to get out of the situation that I was in, mm-hmm. even though my dad had gotten saved and was trying to form a relationship with me because there wasn't one up to mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very difficult. And so I thought getting married, even though I loved Bill, I thought I loved him, not like I do now, mm-hmm. but... Uh, We did marry young. He was uh, playing basketball at Dallas Baptist University, and we got married um, and moved to Arlington and uh, started our life together. Oh, I love that. What was your relationship with Jesus and the church like after you and Bill married? Um, He knew all about church, went as a child. Um, went forward like I did, mm-hmm. um, but didn't really know what uh, asking forgiveness for your sins was and accepting the Lord is your only way of salvation. He didn't understand it like I didn't. And so when we moved to Arlington, because we had been accustomed to going to church, uh, I had friends where I worked that invited us, and we went a few times, um, but never regularly. Mm -hmm. I think we were just really searching, Taylor, Mm -hmm. for peace, and we weren't happy, even though we were newly married and loved each other, and we weren't happy. Mm. And uh, the Lord is, is the only person that can give you true joy. It's true. And uh, so that was kind of the extent of us uh, going to church. We finally moved, uh, like I said, because we weren't happy. We were trying to find happiness Mm -hmm. in what we did. And so we finally moved to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and Bill attended New Mexico State University, and I worked at the university. And... The pattern here, Taylor, is that the Lord always puts someone in our path 
He does to re- that. <laughs> mm-hmm. To remind us um, that he is there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, working there at the business office, there was a really uh, nice lady that invited. My sister was working there, too. That's how we got to Las Cruces because she and her husband lived there. And she asked us to come to church with her, and we did. And I think because the church was so friendly uh, and we felt good mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Uh, we kept attending. And uh, we just got very involved, started working with the youth, um Bill initially became a deacon, and we just thought if we keep working and doing things, that's what is important. Back to that doing you know, mindset in from church. when you were a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And so finally, Bill thought, well, I'm just—I think the Lord's calling me into full-time ministry. One more thing that he felt like he could do mm-hmm. to— um, Have God's Mm -hmm. approval. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were going to go to uh, California and go to uh, Bible college there. And a pastor that we had come to know really well because he came to that church and preached a lot. uh, He was a pastor in Midland. Mm -hmm. And he contacted Bill and he said, Bill, I really want you to come here. And I'll I have a library full of books, and I'll teach you. Bill had been in school for five years at least. He said, you've had a lot of schooling, and I can teach you what you Mm -hmm. need to know. Mm -hmm. And that was just the Lord Taylor. Oh, absolutely. We had no idea that he was just moving us around to get us to the right place. And we had a, at that time, we had uh, two of our boys, uh, three and nine months old, And so we moved to Midland and uh, started working with singles and a good group of people. But uh, the burden that I carried, Taylor, was just almost unbearable. See, Bill and I were uh, good actors. Mm -hmm. We were playing the part, but we didn't have the piece. And so... um, I think we were on staff about a year, and the burden just was heavier and heavier. And I did. I would cry out to the Lord and ask ask Him to help me. Why can't I get victory in these different areas of my life? And uh, so we always had a project going Mm -hmm. at the house, and we went over to uh, one of the deacons house to borrow tools, and I started talking with his wife uh, about what I was feeling, all the anxiety I was having, mm-hmm. and the pressure, and not being able to fit the mold mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be, uh, what I was supposed to be doing. And she said, I've been studying in Romans, LaRue, and uh, let me tell you about what I've been studying. I may get a little emotional over this, Taylor, but um, she said, 
You know, the Lord says in Romans that we have to admit that we're a sinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looked at me and she said, uh, LaRue, do you know that uh, you have a personal relationship with the Lord? Have you ever asked him to forgive you of your sins and and to save you and lift that burden that you're carrying? And it hit me, Taylor. And I said, Nadine, I have I don't think I've ever done that. And so I called on the Lord. And what joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so wonderful, Taylor, how God uses people. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do. He wants to use us to impact lives. And Bill and her husband came in and they were wondering why I was crying and why Nadine was crying. And we shared with them what had happened. And I was just rejoicing. And on our way home, Bill was just driving very silent. And I said, babe, aren't you thrilled? Can't you rejoice? that um, I finally have this burden lifted and I've given it to the Lord and he saved me. And he said, I am, but I am feel- I've am i been feeling the same burden. Did y'all know y'all had been feeling it no. prior to that? No. Mm. You know, that's just something that is so personal. It's hard, mm-hmm. especially it's hard when that. you're in that position. Mm-hmm. And when we got home... We sat at our little table, and he said, I know that this is going to um, probably be a shock to the pastor and to the people in our church. Mm-hmm. But he said, that doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to do what the Lord wants me to do. And he called on the Lord the same day. Oh, I love that. And, uh, of course, that was on Friday, and the next day he went to work, and he told our pastor what had happened. And, he, of course, he was thrilled to death. He probably knew what was going on in my life anyway. I don't know mm. about Bill's. but um, Now, I've heard of people who have come to know Jesus as adults or been baptized as adults and felt embarrassed by doing it later, or maybe they've been involved in church like you had and felt embarrassed that they hadn't already made that decision Tell us, one, what that Sunday was like after you made that decision, and two, offer some encouragement or insight to those listening that may be feeling a little embarrassed about a decision like that. Well, like I said, it was embarrassing. You know, we didn't even share with each other how we were feeling, but we were both struggling. Which shame will do that to us, and that is not of the Lord. Shame will keep us to ourselves so that we don't step into freedom because we're too scared to admit anything. That's true. And so the pastor asked us to give our testimony to the church uh, on Sunday morning about what the Lord had done in our lives. And that was difficult, Taylor, Mm -hmm. even though we both had peace, we knew we were... um, completely right with the Lord, and we had joy about that. But we were still, like you said, afraid of what people were going to think. And so we gave our testimony, and the pastor preached, and 30 people Mm. came to know the Lord that day. Wow. One I remember was a deacon. Sunday school teachers, 
See, we can do everything outwardly, Taylor, that's right. And we can work really hard for the Lord, but still not have peace. We have to trust Him with the burden Mm -hmm. of sin. Mm -hmm. And what I, I think one of the questions you had was, what would I want to relate mm-hmm. to someone that is struggling mm-hmm. and is embarrassed? Mm-hmm. The embarrassment will go away once the Holy Spirit shows you and you go forward mm. and trust Jesus and realize that you don't have to struggle anymore that he can take your sin burden and you can quit striving and enjoy your salvation and what you do for the Lord. I know, Taylor, that when I didn't know the Lord and I was in church and was struggling so much, I realized I didn't have the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what I was struggling with. I was trying to be good, but it was very difficult because I didn't have the fruit of the Spirit in my life. And that's because I didn't have the Spirit Mm -hmm. living within Mm -hmm. me. Uh, So, you know, it doesn't make any difference what people think. And as you can tell by my testimony, there were a lot of people feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. They were struggling and thought that good works is what it took to be in right favor with the Lord. But it takes surrendering mm-hmm. to Him. Mm-hmm. Basically, that day that I trusted the Lord, I felt like I just gave up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and gave it to Him. Oh, so good. If someone's listening today and doesn't know Jesus, what would you tell them? I would say... Give up striving, Mm. quit trying to be good, and let Jesus take your sin burden. Uh, That's what he died for, Mm. was to uh, relieve you of your sin and give you hope. Yes. So good. Um, For those of you listening, if um, you have made a decision to follow Jesus today from listening to this episode— or if you have questions about making that decision, please call me um, or text me. My number is 903-525-3231. You can send me an email at taylorg at jbc.org. I'd be happy to walk you through that. Um, there's no magic in a special prayer to pray. Say to the Lord whatever you want to say, but just surrender to Him. Yes. It's like LaRue said, admit yes. our sins and ask for forgiveness and choose to follow Jesus and tell Him that. Um, and we would love for you to join us. And if you're not local to Tyler, you can join a body of believers where you live. But if you are, we'd love to have you. We've got Easter services coming up on Good Friday, on Saturday, and two services on Sunday morning. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, So um, please reach out if you have questions or have made that decision because we would love to connect with you. LaRue, anything else you want to add? Well, I just am so thankful that I've had the opportunity today to share Mm -hmm. and uh, It's no fun trying to be good. No. 
when you don't have the Holy Spirit to help you. Uh, and just trust the Lord. Come to Him. Let Him be the one to give you the peace that you need. So good. LaRue, thank you for sharing your story and being bold and open about what God has done in your life. There are two questions that we ask all of our guests. The first is, what is something you're learning? And the second is, what is something you're loving? What am I learning? (laughs) A couple of things uh, came to my mind. But one, in the season of life that I'm in, Taylor, you know, we have seasons of life. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. in the season of being newly married mm-hmm. and enjoying that. And then there's a season of having that first baby and the excitement of that. And then uh, preschool and school age and then teenagers and then empty nest mm-hmm. and then children getting married. That's all part of uh, the seasons of life. Well, I'm in a different season now, and I'm learning to embrace that season (laughs) (laughs) along with um, glasses, hearing aids, doctor's appointments, and extra fiber. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as we grow older, um, we have... um, have an inclination to pull back mm-hmm. and to not stay involved in the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like, if if I let my flesh do what it wants to do, I would probably just relax and quit doing. But that's uh, a lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what the Lord has for you. <laughs> absolutely not. He has a plan for everyone, and he wants to carry that plan out mm-hmm. until we meet him, mm-hmm. till we uh, die or until we meet him in the air. And so uh, I would just say keep working you know, doing for the Lord, mm-hmm. have impact on people's lives. And, and that's what I want to do, Taylor. I want to uh, share what I've learned over the years mm-hmm. and love on people and have an impact on their lives. And another thing that I'm learning is um, I'm learning to try to not add years to my life, but to add life to my years. Mm, That's that's a quote from Max Licato. That's good. And I think the only way that you're able to do that is if you're right in the center of God's will Mm -hmm. and doing what he wants you to do and having impact on other people. So good. And what are you loving? Well, I had a verse to go with that too. Um, so good. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed day by day. For our present troubles are small and won't last long. Mm. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now soon will be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And so I want to learn to wear the lens of faith 
to look at people and situations through a lens of faith. Where is that verse reference? That is in 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18. Okay, I'm going to put that in the show notes for those that may be driving while they listen. <laughs> and then what are you loving? I'm loving our church right now. Oh, I love to hear that. Yes. Um, I love what's going on. Uh, I believe that the Lord is pouring out His Spirit because people are aligning themselves with His mission in this church. Mm. And uh, it's to love on people that already know the Lord and then uh, people leading people to the Lord. And uh, that's our great commission. So good. And so I am loving that. So happy to be a part of that. I love every part of it. I love worship. I love the pastor's messages. And most of all, I love how the Spirit is working Mm. and drawing people to Him. So encouraging. And another thing that I'm loving, of course, Uh um, I'm enjoying my sweetheart more than I ever have in my life. That is so sweet. After your 55 years of marriage. Yes. Um, I think the older you get, the more you realize who they really are and how much you appreciate them. And uh, Bill is a man of integrity and has always worked uh, to show that in his life. And uh, it just makes me so thankful that I'm his Mm. and that we can spend this time in our later years together. And I'm loving our life, uh, seeing our grandchildren grow up. And we have a front row seat to um, them working on or watching them and how the Lord is working through their accomplishments and with their challenges and just to see how they're growing in the Lord. We have one little girl that hasn't um, accepted the gift yet, Mm -hmm. as she calls it, and but I know she will, Taylor. So I'm very thankful that the Lord continued to pursue Bill and I and had a plan for us, and I want to carry it out. And we're not finished, like Paul said, Mm -mm. until the very end. It's not over till it's over. That's right. Mm. And that's where I want to be with the Lord. I love that. LaRue, thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.